Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. The, the score, score celebrates 30 years. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's voice of the fan for 30 years. Odyssey Station. The score! Every team has tried to improve during the, you know, free agency. But for us, uh, you know, for the Bulls, it's 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 more. You're looking at the teams that were at the top six. Um, they've been together for some time, uh, three, four years together. We've been together since October. So we're going to be better just again, second year, um, being together. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on 670 The Score. We're live and local. Broadcasting from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I know, AK, man, he keeps... It's like when he said that and you heard him say it the, uh, October that month, you were like, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there. That, that's a good point, though. You're making you're making a good point. And I'm gonna, my first question has to do with that very comment. And to join us today on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, Home of the world's largest sports book from CHGO Bulls. We got Will Godley. Will, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Of course, man. Great to talk to you. So I know AK talked about continuity. And with the large portion of last year's team returning, what can you say will be different about this team, though? Well, uh, I think the big thing is going to be health. And that's more of a, a hope and a question mark than a certainty. Obviously, at this point, you've got Lonzo Ball, and on that same interview, uh, AK kind of let it slip that he's not recovering as quickly as the team would hope. And the surgery, I think, was on January 14th, and he's still not ready to go yet. So that's going to be a big one. Obviously, Caruso and Zach Levine also dealt with injuries. Um, But I think the idea there is with more time playing together, Vucevic, DeMar, Levine will all kind of – get a better sense of how each other play and, and how to play off one another. And that will hopefully elevate their game. And you look at how well they played when they were healthy. Maybe you start to roll some of that forward. So that I think is the idea. Um, but definitely a little bit tough to stomach when you look at some of the moves, the rest of the teams in the East made. And that, that leads nicely into my question, Will, because the, the Bulls essentially opted for continuity. And I'm just wondering, do you think it's based off of a desire to see this current crew? healthy and, and thinking that that maybe there's there's more potential there with this current cast or was it just more about the inability to do much because of salary cap and, and roster considerations i think a bit of both um like i said they were i 
think, tied for top of the East at the All-Star break with the Miami Heat um, playing really, I think, a little bit over their head, but some of the best basketball in the NBA. And so guys start to, to go down with the injury, and you hope, well, maybe next year we can bank a little bit more on health and the continuity thing that we keep throwing around, and, and maybe that makes us better. But at the end of the day, you can still have continuity and go out and add pieces in free agency. I think to your point, there weren't a ton of good options out there. Now, maybe financial uh, limitations on the cap and the luxury tax um, had a role to play there. But I think it was kind of a combination of all these things in terms of wanting to see the group when they're fully healthy, wanting to have internal development from guys like Patrick Williams, Iota Sumu, Dalen Terry, and then also just not having a ton of good options out there in the free agent market. Yeah, and that's why they said, you know, continuity is important. And, and, and you're looking at a guy specifically I want to ask you about is DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, last year averaged more points than he's ever averaged in his whole long-ass career. <laughs> what kind of what kind of drop-off, if any, do you feel there's going to be from DeMar DeRozan? Because i got to be honest, Will, when I look at DeMar, I love what he did for the Bulls last year. But he's going to be 33 in August. And if he keeps playing all these Drew League games with LeBron James, <laughs> he might not. He might have some legs for late in the season because that's what I felt like happened. I felt like late in the season, he, you know, he 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 came out hot because he was a nice fresh thirty-two year old, and then second half of the season, legs just got a little bit heavier on him. So, do you think that's going to continue into this upcoming season, or do you feel like we're going to get that same Demar that we got throughout uh, throughout last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody saw Demar putting that kind of season together. Um, I mean, I certainly didn't. He's a great player and has been for a large part of his career. But to come out and at age 32 put together not only the best season of his career, but like a top five, top 10 season in the entire NBA, I think it would be a little bit unwise to expect him to do more than that or even quite as good. But I think the idea is even if he's only able to give you 95 or 90 percent of what he gave you last year, which I think is reasonable, now maybe you have a little bit better health. Maybe Vucevic's three-point percentage goes from 31 to 35, 36, and Zach Levine doesn't have the, the knee injury that really nagged him through the second half of the year, and Lonzo Ball is able to come back. And all of a sudden that workload doesn't need to be just so dramatic for DeMar. So maybe when the playoffs do roll around, he's got a little bit more left in the tank um, and, and can kind of coast a little bit more throughout the regular season. But certainly a concern when you look at – just the, the unlucky health this team has had last year and really for the last decade. I mean, it's been injury after injury. Well, Guy Lieb, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. He is with CHGO here in Chicago and our guest on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline. And the, the age of DeMar DeRozan combined with the fact that he and Zach Levine have only played together for the one season here it does leave me wondering a bit. I was surprised. You know, I kind of thought this is Zach Levine's squad. He's going to be the best player on it. We'll see how DeMar DeRozan fits into it. That's not what played out last year. DeMar DeRozan became the definitive number one option, best player on the squad, especially that even that gap even enhanced more when Zach Levine messed his knee up. I'm just wondering going into this season if we do think that maybe we've seen peak DeRozan in a Bulls uniform, then what does that mean for the role of Zach Levine? How, how at this point – can they maybe switch positions? Do you see a, a, a situation where Zach Levine maybe becomes the number one option consistently for the Bulls again? It's an, it's an interesting question. I, I think one of the reasons why I was super high on the DeRozan signing last summer when it happened was 
you know, you look at what Zach Levine had struggled with in previous seasons with the Bulls was late game decision making, uh, the ability to create shots for uh, his teammates. Obviously, he can get his own shot wherever he wants it, but really high quality, low turnover, um, efficient playmaking is something that he struggled with. And so you bring in a guy like Tamar who doesn't turn the ball over, who really developed into a passer and playmaker during his days with the Spurs um, from 2018 to 2020. And that really complements what Zach does. And I think it allows him to thrive as more of a off ball, you know, coming off of screens and pin downs and dribble handoffs and being able to shoot those kind of threes and then maybe attacking a defense that's already shifting around. That's really where I think he's at his best. So to me, you can call it sort of a 1A or 1B scenario hierarchy, but I think DeMar's play just allows Zach to be his best self and takes the pressure off of him to create everything for everybody, um, where that's something that I think DeMar is much better at. So hopefully that begins to wear off on Zach. And then you know, as DeMar's contract starts to you know, get into his third and final year and he gets to age 33, 34, and, and potentially beyond with the Bulls, then that's sort of where you start to see Zach really learn and pick up on some of those things that DeMar has been able to teach him. I think that's kind of the idea with the DeMar signing more so than just this year, but as a, as sort of a step on the progression for him to be able to be that true number one option that you're talking about. I, I agree with you. I've been saying that Ant knows I'm like, there's going to be a passing of the torch over the next couple of years. But I think this year is going to be, I think Zach's confidence is at an all time high right now with the new contract. He's already felt he was one of the best players in the league. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Let's talk about the the other side of this roster, and specifically the guard play. Obviously, there's a ton of them there. And, you know, you, as a Bulls fan, you kind of fell in love with some of the guards as they stepped in to fill in for Alonzo Ball last year, Alex Caruso, Io. And now that you you throw in Goran Dragic into the mix, how do you see that rotation coming up? Like, you know what? Let me just put you fast forward you to an actual scenario. Let's say Alonzo Ball's not there. Who's starting? And who's getting the most minutes of those three guys? Or, or in what order do you think those guys are going to get the most minutes? That's an interesting question. Um, it kind of depends, I think, on the scenario. We saw Caruso start some of those playoff games. I think Billy Donovan likes to bring Caruso off the bench and sort of be that um, that bench facilitator and sort of floor general um, and allow him to sort of stagger those lineups with Demar and Zach. Um, So I think it will be kind of just like playing around with the Tetris game of rotation, but it won't necessarily be a true, you know, Io or Crusoe comes in for 36 minutes as a starting point guard. Um, I could see Io getting a bunch of starts next to DeRozan and Levine, just because he's got that defense, um, that secondary playmaking that I think fits well with those guys. And then, like I said, you're able to bring Caruso off the bench but at the end of the day, they're all going to get a lot of minutes. And, and you, you said it, like, there's a lot of guards on this team, and there's not a lot of forwards. Billy Donovan, throughout his Bulls tenure, and even beyond that with you, uh, with the Thunder, loved to play guard-heavy lineups with two, three, even four guards at times. And I think just given the way that this Bulls roster is constructed with guys like Io Caruso, Lonzo, if he's healthy, Dalen Terry now, Levine, DeMar, those guys are all going to play a lot of minutes next to each other because – they're all basketball players. They can dribble, pass, and shoot. Uh, hopefully the shot falls a little bit more than it did last year. But that's really, I think, the idea is to just get as much playmaking and defense on the court as possible. What were your impressions of Dalen Terry from Summer League? He was great. I was out there in Vegas. Um, he's just a, a character. 
uh, really enthusiastic, really charismatic, fun. Um, and he, he's got a ton of energy. He competes on the defensive end. And as summer league progressed, I think he's, he got a little bit more comfortable uh, playing off of the ball as opposed to running a lot of pick and roll and being that true point guard. I don't really think that's his game. He's somebody who loves to cut, uh, turn defense into offense, get out in transition, and not really have to rely on you know facilitating out of out of those pick and roll scenarios. So that's more I think the the role that he'll have with the Bulls playing off of Levine and DeRozan. Um, and we haven't even men- mentioned Vucevic. Um, he'll he'll be playing defense. He'll be back cutting, getting steals, all that fun stuff that I think uh, the Bulls really lost when Lonzo went out. So he'll he'll provide a lot of that and just bring a great energy and uh, and charisma to the team. Yeah, when you're looking at the roster, Will, top to bottom, and then you try to figure out, like, where is Dalen Terry going to fit into that equation, right? It's like it's going to be a, a, definitely a difficult job for Billy and for AK to try to figure out where he's going to go, and, and, like, especially if the team's healthy because that's, you know, what you're obviously hoping for. And as I'm looking at the roster up and down, a guy that I really fell in love with that I I feel like I wish he would have been healthier and got more tick is Tyler Cook. I feel like every time I saw mm-hmm. him in the game, he was dunking on somebody, grabbing a rebound over somebody, giving 100% effort. Is he someone that you think is going to be able to stick around this team this year? I mean, you know, when you're looking at the lack of forwards that they have, or do you feel like it'll be just a carousel of forwards like they had last year? I think you're looking at something more along the lines of what we saw last year with Javante, Derek Jones playing a lot of minutes at four, and then Patrick Williams, I think, is going to get the lion's share there in terms of power forward minutes. Cook is not under roster right now with the Bulls. I'm not sure he has a contract with anyone. Uh, the Bulls do have 15, actually 16 guys under roster right now. One of them will get cut uh, heading into training camp here. But Cook is not on the roster. He did have that awesome game against the Bucks. Uh, actually, it was the day that CHGO launched on March 4th where he guarded Giannis, and uh, he's just awesome, like you said. ton of energy dunking on people, great athleticism, and a look that the Bulls didn't really have. But I think this year... The Bulls are putting a lot of their eggs in the Patrick Williams basket and hoping that he can develop into uh, into a really solid all-around player that can create his own shot and defend. Um, and, I mean, this is it. This is year three for him. This is where things have to really start to click if the Bulls are going to be the team that I think we all hope they can be. And he still only has so many reps and so much game action up to this point between the COVID season and then missing the majority of this past year with the injury from flashes that you've seen of Patrick Williams, is there a comp now a couple of years into his young NBA career that you think, all right, there's, there's potential he could turn into a particular, you know, prominent player that, that folks you know, have heard of before to comp him with? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm pretty bad at comps, but I think <laughs> the thing that really stood out to me with him and his career, and obviously the injuries this past season really held him back, but I think they wanted to see him be on the ball a little bit more. You've seen some passing, live dribble, like left-handed, passing across the court, stuff that I think is pretty special for a guy who's that size. Um, And I think if you can put him in more on-ball situations, he could develop into more of a sort of playmaking forward as opposed to just catch-and-shoot guy in the corner where I think he, you know, struggles a little bit. So, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I think Paul Millsap has been somebody that, Okay. Uh, isn't necessarily a very sexy name, but you know, big, good defender can be pretty versatile on offense. Um, some well, of those big forwards, like well, that, well, maybe not so. in twenty twenty two, but you know, when he first got in the league, Paul Millsap was a good. I mean, if you told me we were getting a Paul Millsap from 
Pat Will. I'd be I'd exactly. be happy with that. Exactly. So I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. Hey, Will, thanks for jumping on with us, man. I appreciate getting the chance to talk to you. Last time I tried to get you on, you were in Las Vegas for the summer league, so I know we we missed each yeah. other there. So glad missed you then, but it's been great chatting with you. Yeah, likewise. Looking forward to having you back on again soon. Will Godlieb from CHGO Chicago. Of course, he does the Bulls stuff over there. Make sure you guys go ahead and check him out. When we when we come back on the other side, I want to continue this Bulls conversation and specifically want to talk about one of their new additions, Goran Dragic, who made a complaint about the American basketball players. Hmm. Said that, you know what, I'll tell you on the other side what he said and who he feels <laughs> they're sliding when doing that. I'm Anthony. I'm Anthony Heron. You hear what I just said? I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. There's no doubt that his long-term health, just even above and beyond this current mystifying situation, just his track record is a question mark. And so in that sense, he's insurance. It's Casey Johnson right there. Uh, talking about the guard situation for the Chicago Bulls. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. Here for a couple more minutes till 9 o'clock. And I wanted to talk about one of the new signings, Goran Dragic. And I don't know, his ruffling of the feathers when talking about NBA players. Ant, this is going to get him an elbow to the ribs. <laughs> like he goes to the cup. He's not. A, he's not just like a pretty. You know. He's not. He's not like the guys he's talking about. He's a tough dude. He 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 can he can get to the rack and someone can give him an elbow and be like, oh, what about that? And of course, what I'm talking about is his quote saying that you know 
the play of guys like Luka Doncic and and uh, and the Joker obviously annoys American players. Get, it gets on their nerves because of their lack of athleticism. And that's interesting to me because I think about the NBA game. You hear everyone talking about it now. Oh, Jordan wouldn't have did that because the guys are more athletic. The guys are more... Dude, there's a 6'11 slob that's dominating the league right now. Like, don't talk to me about athleticism and how those guys are the ones that are dominating. You're kidding me. Luka Doncic comes out of shape every year as if he's playing in the 80s with cigarettes on his mouth. Like, you're talking about guys that don't fit the mold of, a, of, of an NBA player dominating. And and so that's what Drogic was saying. He To quote him, he said, Joker's IQ is such that he's messing with them over there. Americans are pushing their way forward through marketing, and that's all normal. But when you put everything on the floor, it's a different story. Joker is, isn't fast. He doesn't jump. He didn't even say jump high. He just said he doesn't jump. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets His feet don't leave the floor. <laughs> right. And that gets up their noses. How how can a man play like this? So they're all in good shape. You need to have six percent body fat. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the Miami Heat right there. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to jump, and I think it gets on the nerves how Jokic and Luca play like this. And when you look at the league right now and you look at, you know, a guy like Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic and how they play and, and guys being from, from Europe. Do you think it's going to change the way the NBA is, or do you think those are just the the outliers of NBA players in today's game? I, I think they're the outliers. You know, we watch the game evolve into what it is at the moment, and it's a it's a magnificent game. While at the same time, it's a, it's a very particular set of skills to be special in the game today. You know, we we see the Bulls trying to see what they can do to deploy a similar type of skill set some of the best teams in the league they're bringing in more defense they're bringing in guys who can who can run the open court and finish what they don't have yet is shooters but that's a part of what some of the best teams in the league are able to have you know the the positionally versatile guys with that athleticism and right now we're talking about individual talents in Nikola Jokic and um and uh, whether or not you can actually get things done at that level without without the athleticism that's necessary for it, perhaps even though you know you might be talking about either guy Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, who can go off for a triple double, but are their teams succeeding at that level, or is it just about the individual success? Right. I mean, you know, just to the same point that Goran Dragic was making about playing in Brooklyn, those guys, you know, KD, Kyrie, a lot of individual accolades, and when they were healthy and on the court. Some points getting put up, numbers getting put up, but in the end, are you really showing greatness as a team because of them? I think the same question is more than fair right now for the individuals that that Dragic is talking about, even you know aside from the point or the question about their athleticism. So I I don't think the the game itself will be transitioning into you know some brand of of the game that that suits guys who are less athletic like them. I think they're the outliers. They're yeah. you know I don't want to use the term unicorn with them, but certainly the <laughs> outlier from a physical perspective for guys who they're not going to give you nearly as much on defense. You know, from Joker, you certainly get some rebounding, but as far as one-on-one defense and the, the playing in space that's required of, of a lot of the players in the game today, you can get by without that because they're so effective and so versatile on offense. Yeah, and, and the NBA is different from other major sports like baseball and football where, you know, you, you put the ball in the basket, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to get some space to shoot and you're going to you, – or you can create your own shot where baseball is like – Dude, to hit a 95-mile-per-hour moving ball with a stick is difficult. And in, in, in the NFL, 
yes, you have to get over the the, the goal line, but it takes you a hell of a lot to get over there. You know what I mean? Like you got yeah. you do need your athleticism and 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 grit and strength in order to do that. Whereas as in the NBA, you know, if you can do it efficiently the way that these two can, I mean, I, I understand where they can have that impact. But it's going to be interesting to see Luca and how he how he tackles the next couple of years. Is he going to come in in shape? Is he going to you know, really want to build, a, like you were just saying, a contending roster around him instead of just, you know, feeling as though he has to do everything by himself. But I get it, though, because because you, you saw it, right, with, with the MVP conversations. Mm-hmm. With Joel Embiid, they're like, what do you mean? How are you going to give it to Joker? He just won last year. Like, yeah, but the guy's dominating. Like, the guy's right. literally dominating the league. And that's why I had mentioned before, Ant, that I thought, he, I thought pairing him up with a guy like Kevin Durant would be interesting because I do feel like he'd, He'd he'd have to take some something off of his game, in order to to coexist with a guy like KD. But 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 I I do believe, man. I, you know, because especially in the NBA, there's so much trash talking. You know, so mm-hmm. you, you you probably see Luca and you're like, man, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about <laughs> man, right. or uh, we lost to this guy. You know, yeah. you know. So yeah. I I know they're salty, but I mean that's that's the that's the the way the game goes and. You know, Drogic is just pointing it out. And I thought it was really cool, his story on how he got to the Bulls. He said, uh, you know, he was in Montenegro with Vooch. And Vooch called him and said, hey, man, I, I want to come take a look at, at your last practice. And he said, you know, you can come on the last day. Billy, talking about Billy Donovan, saying he's a great coach, good person, looking forward to start, start playing uh, for the season. But he, he says, we'll see how everything turns out. I know I won't be alone. I have a good friend in Nikola, which I think is important for – a veteran like that who you just said, you know, experienced, you know, he didn't want to be, I think it was the Grizzlies that, that cut him. Um, or no, 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 the Toronto Raptors cut him because he didn't play, he didn't want to play for them. So then he goes to a contender in the Nets and then he's like, wait, wait, I thought I wanted to go to a contender, but I want to actually play and this isn't where yeah. it's at. So let me go to a team that, you know, is predicated on team ball. When you look at the Bulls, we, they do, you know, they, 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 they do move the ball well. Granted, you have a Demar and a Zach there, but that's every team in the NBA. You got guys that are going to be mm-hmm. shot heavy, and and Drogic, I think he's, I think he has the ability to contribute, even though his um, his defense might be a little shoddy. We pass. Has to throw that one in. Shout out Tyler Buterball <laughs> on the ones and twos over there making that happen. Going down memory lane. You know, it's one we can always enjoy. Speaking of athleticism, you're talking about right, Derek exactly. Rose right there. Um, I, I, that, that's what made him anti-athlete for the remainder of his career. For the rest of his life, Goran Dragic is going to have negative things to say about people who are really athletic man. because of that moment right there where he was overmatched <laughs> by a superior athlete, right. by the MVP. He said, you know what? Anytime I see a superior athlete anywhere in life, I'm going to find something. I'm going to find some shade to throw out there. And ah, either of those guys, Luka would have got dunked on yeah. by D-Rose that day too. Joker. Definitely would have got ducked on by D Rose that day. I'm not alone. Hey, not athletes, rise up. We are right. figuratively. We, we're good. Not, not literally, because you can't. Right. Well, let me ask you, Ant, about Drogic, and I mean, you can throw in Drummond in there, but more specifically, the question is is surrounding veteran presence on a team that come in that comes in via free agency. Right. You have guys that have experience around the league. They've you know had their v- v- version of success. And then they come into something that's already established. And, you know, even AK mentioning continuity. What, what is that like 
for a team to have, you know, a veteran presence come in via free agency? Like, how, how do they operate within the system? How, you know, what kind of, you know, are they, a, can they be a, a stain on the organization because they come in with their own attitude and their own ways? Like, what is that like? It's definitely about the attitude they end up coming in with and whether or not they're trying to be a part of the greater solution or are they just there about themselves? Are just, they just there about what they can do to kind of put their numbers up to make sure they're going to continue to receive whatever individual accolades that they think they you know maybe rightfully earn if they put up a certain amount of points or rebounds or what have you? Or are they really trying to be a solution to make the franchise better? And not everybody comes in with that same attitude, and it's really incumbent upon AK, Mark Eversley, whoever the leadership is with an individual team. That executive branch that ends up deciding the roster, they have to try and get a sense for the personality of that player who's coming in to see, do they suit the locker room that I'm adding them to? Is the locker room young and impressionable? Is the locker room old and needs a bit of a kick in the tail if I'm adding some energy into things Mm -hmm. is it a locker room that really suits the personality of this free agent that i'm adding into it and how do things become more cohesive because of that or you know you think back to of course like our childhood looking at the bulls in the 90s are you bringing in maybe a dennis rodman type who's going to come in here not necessarily like who, who can be an individual but you got solid leadership on a squad and this individual just adds a certain oomph that you need just in in an individual spot, whether that is rebounding, whether it is some kind of a a marksman who can come in and do what they're going to do off the bench just to add that additional punch offensively. You can have players who aren't necessarily going to be that well-rounded from a skill perspective, or maybe even to a certain extent might be a little bit selfish, but in the end, can you find a a role, you know, can that selfishness, you know, be kind of, you know, shifted into a paradigm that suits the greater good of the team. So it, it's about not only what that individual does when they come in, but if you got a veteran player that you're adding into things, then it's about the brass for your franchise, knowing the personality of that guy and what they add to the mix, and then just being sure that what they do add to the mix can suit the current roster you have in place. That's a great point, and it's all about attitude at that at that point. You're already established. We know who you are walking in the door. Yeah, we know like what think, think about of. the role of Kobe White. Let's say Kobe White was, was a really consistent and effective shooter, and then you add Kobe White into the mix. Like if Kobe White wasn't already on the Bulls roster, right. but someone like that could come in, you know, maybe Jordan Poole style. What Jordan Poole's been able to come, what, what he's been able to become in Golden State with the dubs, but somebody who maybe he starts sometimes, maybe he doesn't, but can just come in and you put them in the role of just being selfish. Just just come yeah. in here and add some offense. Be that microwave. Right. And if you do that, you don't have to be somebody who's 25, 30 minutes a night, but who can come in in a situation where it's okay to be selfish, yeah. to hunt up shots, to look for yours as long as you do it effectively. Positive impact. I remember Thomas right. Sadaransky did that for the Bulls when he was yeah. somewhat mentoring Kobe White where he was like, hey, listen, this, uh-huh. is how you, this is how you operate as a true point guard. This is how you right. facilitate the offense, not just shoot threes because you can. Like here's, <laughs> here's a way to be another type of guard. And I, I would love that if, if Drogic came in and just kind of – Gave some confidence to some of the younger guys on how to operate on an NBA level. But I truly love what it says about another veteran on the team. And I'm talking about Vucevic. Because you went out and got this guy. That that says a lot about your commitment to the Bulls, your commitment to winning, bringing a guy like that. And, 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 you know, because you don't hear that too often with Mm -hmm. Chicago teams. So when it's, you know, clear as day and public knowledge that he championed for him to be on this roster – I love it, man. You could talk trash about Vooch if you want. But I, I love the guy. I saw what he did to the Bulls, and he was on the Orlando Magic year after year. 
And granted, we didn't get a, a great version of Vooch last year, but you just hope that he's not going to duplicate that. But it does say a lot about his veteran presence to bring in guys because that's an asset that most people don't talk about. Agreed. And and for what we saw from Vooch last season, man, it was he, he was put in difficult spots sometimes because so much was required of him in the half court to be, you know, at times your best available spot-up shooter, to have the offense running through him at times, and certainly those defensive struggles that have been there throughout his entire career sort of accentuating that as well and wanting him to improve on that end of the court. There was a whole lot that Vooch was, was asked to do last year. In the midst of all the other injuries, he was the one who was consistently on the court, him and Debo, but Vooch, as far as especially the interior presence, there was a lot asked of him last year, and he delivered – to a large extent, certainly not to the extent that folks would hope for, for the Bulls to be able to enter kind of the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. But really, once he got his shot together, got his confidence going, then I think it, it did show what, in addition to some of the other things they asked him to do to be, you know, some, sort of the engine of their half-court offense, then you saw the ability that Vooch had to start doing some other things out there on the court as well. Lowest points per game total in five years for Nikola. And I do not expect him to duplicate that this year. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. To wrap this whole thing up, guys, you know, it's a slow sports time. It's just, it's just, we're gonna, we, we keep it real, too. It's a slow mm-hmm. sports time right now. So we, we've we come up with uh, – we're going to talk, talk some movies, man. I know you guys are out there Netflixing and Huluing. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and talk about some sports movies. Ant, Ant's going to tell us his favorite. Tyler, you got to think. got to pull up your favorite as well. I'll do the same. But I have a list of the worst – Sports nah. movies of all time. And I want to see if you guys agree with this list. I'll tell you all what right. that list is on the other side. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here on 670 The Score. What was that movie with Jack Nicholas? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Tyler, dude, produce something that says, and Anthony Heron on <laughs> Just no messed. one made, made it. Right, like Tyler. I know. You know what? Ty- Tyler's <laughs> spoiled me my first day here at the score. He made like a beautiful intro. And then I was just like, oh, everybody's going to do this. And then all of a sudden, everybody keeps playing his his old, his same intro. So you're you're the guy. I'm supposedly the guy to make all You're this, my guy. All of it. I'm you're your guy. my guy. I'm your Leaning guy. Leaning on beautiful. Sean, Brian, 
studs. They don't care about me the way that you You and I, we have a special bond tie. All right. Damn so, right we do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So let's throw hands in the thing. It feels weird. All right. I'll have, it, I'll have a new one for you guys. <laughs> right, I promise. Thank I promise. You. <laughs> Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here. Uh, we got a few minutes left, so we're going to talk sports movies now. I would love for you guys to chime in on the text line, 312-644-6767. You could throw in your, your favorite or you can do what I'm going to do in a few minutes and, and, mm-hmm. and mention your worst, the worst sports movies of all time. All right, let's start with Tyler first, Ant. I, I want you to say your favorite movie, sports movie. What is it? My favorite overall movie? I mean, You're too young, bro. You probably only watched, like, you know, a couple of good ones. <laughs> right Dodgeball. Yeah. What you about to say? <laughs> My favorite uh, it would have to be Remember the Titans. That's always a good one. Dude. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, I'm the only one hating on that one? All you right. don't like it? Dude. Why? It's just, I mean, I want, like, fun oh, and exciting. It's, like, sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Okay. Oh, uh, then you're not going to like my second favorite Oh, you, you have a second favorite one? <laughs> oh, damn. Is it radio? Let's say Brian's song. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's, like, it's Southpaw. Boxing okay, movie. I did like that movie. It's a good. Though. It's sad, It's a good movie, but it's a good one. I, I try to just so we, we're, we're understanding how how I feel like we're judging these. It should be movies that are rewatchable, e- that are easily rewatchable is what I should say. That that's what I feel like would determine whether it's a good movie because you could watch it once or twice and be like, oh, this was really good. But if it's one that like every time you see it on, you're like, oh, and now I want to watch that. Okay, so I don't know about Remember the Titans. I might pass on that. I might fall asleep during it. Put it on a Saturday afternoon. Ant, what that about- is a great movie. <laughs> Ant, what about yeah, you? I think with uh with Remember the Titans, man, it's just it's hard to make great football movies, yeah. in my opinion. Just if you kind of just go up and down the list of which sports movies end up being the best, it's hard to find great football. And, you know, I'm probably, with for obvious reasons, a little bit harsher with football movies, but... I think the choreography of quality football scenes is kind of tough too, tougher than it is with boxing or with baseball where yeah. you don't necessarily need athletes to be really good actors to show them actually doing something on like a close-up shot or in a slow-mo. But, but boxing ones suck, Ant. Like boxing ones suck, Ant, because of the makeup. You know what I mean? Like they, they, get, yeah. they get hurt yeah. and then they look so fake and you're like, okay, that's, that looks uh, bad right there. <laughs> All so right. For, uh, for me, I would say if I'm, if I'm doing the top three, my third – Third favorite sports movie of all time is White Man Can't Jump. And that's one that for me, between the comedy of it, between the the act the basketball scenes actually being the real actors out there getting it done and doing scenes and seeing them close up actually making the plays. And I mean Wesley Snipes actually wasn't even a very good basketball player, but he was just such a good athlete that he trained at it mm. for a few weeks, kind of leading into shooting that movie. And it turned out where he could pull out like Woody Harrelson is legitimately a good basketball right. player in real life. Wesley Snipes was just kind of an athletic guy, so you put him in a football movie, a basketball movie, a baseball movie, he could just kind of figure it out and make some stuff happen. But the film top to bottom, man, between the comedy, the action, some of the dramatic scenes, the message they got at different points, there's a lot of it, the socioeconomic end of things, mm-hmm. where Wesley Snipes' character, Sidney Dean, just kind of hustling on the side, yeah. hustling on the court, doing his real estate thing. Just had a lot going on in that movie, and it was just cast really well. And then just as a kid, man, just out there trying to do the moves out there doing on the court between <laughs> Billy Hoyle and Sidney Dean and what they were doing out there, kind of, you know, hustling out there, Manhattan Beach or wherever they was at, Muscle Beach. It was just, it was a really, really well done Hoops movie, I thought. Goran, Goran Dragic would say that he hates Wesley Snipes for being athletic and being able to play in, 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 that, uh, in that movie. He was rooting for Billy Hoyle movie. throughout the movie yeah. is what it was. Right. Yeah. Um, number two for me, going to a boxing movie, man, I'd see – a lot of folks view Rocky 
as like one of the great boxing movies of all time. And Rocky was cool and all, but between the two, I actually think Rocky Two was better than Rocky because you had like you know his his wife out there where she got Adrian, you know she gets sick. Sure. You got that storyline as a part of the movie too, where he's kind of watching her recover and it's messing with his head, and he can't really train in the way he needs to train. So Mickey's getting on his case, and then finally Adrian recovers. And, you know, you get him taking on Apollo again at the end of the movie. Rocky wins at the end. So folks who are rooting for Rocky get the happy ending in there. And I thought overall, just kind of the way the story was crafted, I actually liked that one better, partially, probably largely because of, you know, Adrian getting sick in there, them having the baby on the way. I actually thought that milked the drama of it, aside from the boxing scenes, that much better. So number two sports movie all time. I'm actually going, I'll go Rocky 2 over Rocky itself. And to me, the greatest sports movie of all time, one that any time it's on, I got to stop what I'm doing mm. and watch it. And like I mentioned, baseball movies, there's a lot of really great baseball movies, but the greatest sports movie of all time, a baseball movie, is a league of their own. Okay. There's just, there are no flaws in that movie when you watch it. I mean, between Gina Davis and Madonna and Lori Petty and Tom Hanks and, you know, w- whether or not the ball was dropped on purpose by Dottie Henson when her sister Kit's <laughs> running her over at the end of it. You know, you got the male-female dynamic of the women kind of rising to the fray to get things done while the men are off at war. And there's just so many things about the movie. The comedy of, of Tom Hanks's character, Jimmy Dugan, the, the drama of whether or not the league is going to survive or fold and Again, you know, you go to the, the socioeconomic end of it as well, the the gender end of it as well for the inequality of folks not, you know, claiming like women can't play ball and then finally the crowds are showing up. There's just there's a lot of depth and levels to the the variety of characters in the movie and to the way everything was depicted, where for me, greatest sports movie of all time, a league of their own. I'm glad you said that because now I don't have to give them like an honorable mention or or throw them in my <laughs> list because I really do like that movie too. My favorite scene on it, I mean, yeah. I was super young when that came out. But I just remember mm. Tom Hanks using the restroom for a really, really, really long time. Oh, man. And every time yeah. I use the restroom for a long time, I always think about Tom <laughs> Hanks. And I'm like, am I going longer than Tom Hanks right here? That's, my, that's one of my favorite scenes. So, exactly. yeah. I actually just finally saw this movie not too long ago because this is my fiance's and it didn't make favorite it into, movie. And it didn't make it into your top three. I honestly <laughs> forgot that I saw this because I had to re- okay. re- look up the title of the movie. And, yeah, no, this was a damn good movie. And I'm, it was. I uh-huh. have to see it again because it was yeah. so good. All right, well, my list gets shorter you because. Tell Rich, Mr. Chocolate Man, he ain't closing me down. <laughs> right. I'm gonna, uh, my list is going to be fast because you mentioned one of them, which is White Man Can't Jump. Love that damn movie. Mm. Obviously, Rosie Perez, Boricua, like you watched that, and I played basketball yeah. a ton growing up. So to me, that was that movie was just like iconic for me. I, I love that one. Mm. But but I got two obscure ones in there that I really enjoy that I feel like don't get enough love. One of them is Little okay. Giants. Rick Moranis. Ooh, I feel like that. Right. I feel yeah. like that's yeah. like my childhood right there like i'm thinking about being uh-huh, a kid yeah. watching little giants and just those kinds of movies those saturday morning special kind of football movies like like you said and it's hard to do professional football but some little giants mm-hmm. like you can do that one 1994 <laughs> rick moran is exactly. doing this thing uh, and then another one i want to throw out there one that's pretty recent but still good it's i tanya i tanya right. tanya harding yeah, movie with margot robbie good. that's a really good movie she does a phenomenal like the, the i don't know who played the mom but the, the woman that played the mom in that movie did a great job. Mm. It was an interesting twist on the on the on the story, and to be able to just see it in that way, it was really good. So that that's another one too, if you want to go ahead and check it out. But I do, with our last couple of minutes, want to rattle off some of the worst sports movies that are out there. And this is according to Sporting News. I'm I'm gonna just 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 comment as you go as we go by them. Uh, Juana Man, 
2002. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that was the one. worst. I mean, yeah. I, I I see where you're going, but I didn't think that was that bad. Uh, Eddie, where Whoopi Goldberg is the the NBA coach. Oh, okay, where she takes over as like the Knicks. Yeah. Coach. Uh-huh. I like this movie, The Air Up There. Another one probably that just channeled my my uh, my my childhood yeah. with Kevin Bacon. I mean, maybe Jimmy Dolan just... shake and bake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, yep. That's, yep, oh no my doubt. gosh! Okay, I'm glad we're on the same boat. Okay, I've never <laughs> heard of this one, nor have I ever seen it. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. I don't think I know that one. I don't even know. 1985 what, movie. What sport is that one? It's about? karate Jim one. Cotta. It's like a little karate one. Oh, uh, the Babe okay. made the list with John Goodman, which I, I guess it was probably oh, like a hokier huh? version. Okay. Yeah. Um, growing up the list. This one's made. I, I went and scoured a couple of these lists, and this one was consistently at the bottom. The Slugger's Wife. Huh. Never heard of any of that. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad these are movies that. All right. Let me find. Let me put some <laughs> that we've heard of that we'd probably be shocked at. Uh, Trouble with the Curve, the Clint Eastwood movie okay. where he's a scout. Yeah, I didn't. Justin I didn't Timberlake. work my way around to that one. Yeah, that's probably why because it sucked and nobody cared about it. Uh, <laughs> the Sandlot Two. <laughs> Some movies you should just not make a sequel to, and this this definitely right. being one of them, nobody heard of it. Rookie of the Year made the list. Really? I know. See, that was cute. That was cute. Yeah. I didn't mind Rowan Gardner and Rosin Grober and 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 Robin Grew, like all the different stuff that uh that he was calling that he was calling uh, what, was his, what was his name? Henry Rowan Gardner in the movie. And yeah. Every I didn't have an issue with that one. Every person that's watched that movie. When they get to a stadium, they think, if I get the ball, can I throw it all the way to home plate from the bleachers? No, you can't. That was a movie. All right. right. And the one right. movie that is consistently the worst in every list that I checked out is The Fan. Wesley Snipes, Robert okay. De Niro. Now, you would think if you had both of those guys in a movie, it wouldn't be <laughs> terrible. But uh. I guess the premise of it where it's like, I'm a stalker fan and I'm going to change the trajectory of your career because I'm mad at you. I guess. Whatever. All right. Well. That yeah. one movie with Kevin Durant, I can't remember what it was called. Space but Jam Four. Kevin Durant made a movie. <laughs> yeah, he's in a movie, and it was to me, it's one of the worst movies ever. I'm a little surprised that it's not on this list. Because I mean, I would put. I don't Air, think nobody. People, people have to watch the movies it. in order to. Yeah. For them to be that. You might bad. be thinking of the air up there. That wasn't Kevin Durant. In the air <laughs> right, right, right. A tall seven he's footer, kind of but, not, like but not necessarily the yeah. same. All right, guys, mm-hmm. it's time to wrap this whole thing up. As I was, oh, thunderstruck. Okay. Yeah, it was horrible. That's your childhood. See, that's what happens when the young guys <laughs> are running the boards here. All right, let's go ahead and thank our guests for today. Of course, Andy Martinez from Marquee Sports, Scott Merkin from MLB.com, and, of course, Will Gottlieb doing a phenomenal job from CHGO Bulls. want to thank our producer extraordinaire who we just gave him some homework for the next show, Tyler <laughs> Peterball. And always a pleasure rocking with you on the MIC. Gabriel, no doubt. We'll see you guys next time. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That was awesome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.